Hi there, Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the 1995 film, The Day of the Beast. This is one of those movies that was whispered about for years, written about for years. I never had a chance to watch it. Did you ever have movies like that when you were a kid? When I was growing up, everybody talked about The Exorcist that way. And this was before like VHS and DVDs were in video stores. You had to wait for things to come on TV. And people were passing out in the movie theater and stuff. Kind of what they're saying about Terrorizer 2 these days, which I'm sure is completely staged. But... That was, you know, all the hype was that a movie could make you that violently ill. And then it was the Evil Dead, the first Evil Dead movie. People talked about that one till it got on the midnight movie circuit and became popular and all that. But when it first came out, people, that was one of those movies that, oh, man, don't take your girlfriend to see it. Your parents don't want you to see that movie. Oh, my goodness. And so I guess this was one of those back in 1995. It went on to win, um, well, it was nominated for 14 different Goya Awards, which is the Academy Awards in Spain. Um, it won six of them, including Best Director. He went on to do a whole bunch of things. It would be a long time before he would go on to make another horror movie. His name is Alex de la Iglesia, and I probably butchering the names. I have no idea. The movie is a 1995 Spanish-Italian production. Um, it was made for just under a million dollars. It went on to gross about four and a half million dollars, won a whole bunch of awards, and influenced a whole plethora of filmmakers, including um, Guillermo del Toro, who's on the back of it, saying it's one of the best movies ever. So it was one of those things that, you know, it's the story of a priest, by the way, who knows when the Antichrist is coming, or he thinks he does, and he's going to sin as much as possible to bring the devil to him so he can find out where the Antichrist is going to be, and he can stop the apocalypse. That's literally what the movie is about. That That's set up in the opening scene. So... It's a black comedy, and very much so. I would say it's more of a black comedy with some horror elements than it's a horror movie with black comedy elements. You know by, and I'm not going to get into heavy spoilers, but the opening scene, we meet our priest, our main character. He's a very famous actor. He's no longer with us, but he did an interview on the Blu-ray that came in this set. By the way, this I'll be talking about the 4K. This is the Severin Films 4K release of The Day of the Beast. And in the opening scene, he, he comes to his, his superior at the church and says that he's deciphered the code. He knows that the Antichrist, when it will be born, he's got to find out how, and this is how he plans to do it. And the priest says, yes, I will help you. Yes, this, uh, this is terrible, but we have to do something. And so they go to help, and, and our hero drops his papers, and he bends over to pick them up, and the giant cross in the church falls over and kills his superior to tell you the kind of black humor that this movie is chock full of from beginning to end. It's about 104 minutes. And it was actually quite fun to watch. I expected a lot worse out of it. The worst thing is early in the movie, um, a character's mother slaughters a rabbit and it's kind of done for real. And I didn't really like that, but I knew it was coming. I had read a review. 
other than that, there's some practical effects. And, oh, it turns out this was the first Spanish movie to have digital effects back in 1995. <laughs> Rudimentary as they are, they had digital effects in this. Pretty cool. So like I said, the story is of a priest who has this mission to sin as much as possible. It's very funny as he goes about sinning because he starts with little things. He steals a dead man's wallet. You know, he tells him he, he sends it right before the guy dies. He says, I, I hope you rot in hell. Um, he does all the little things that, you know, that are just evil little things during the day, tripping people or or um, not reporting things, watching bad things happen, just little. And then he escalates eventually to, you know, trying to commit murder and things like that. But the idea is all of this is to, Find the devil, find out where the Antichrist is going to be, and stop the Antichrist from being born so they can stop the apocalypse. He believes it. The The actor plays it incredibly well. He's almost a bumbling idiot, but not quite. He really believes this. I mean, the character really believes this. So um, the funny things that happen aren't really funny to him. They're They're horrific, but they're kind of funny to us if you get my meaning, in the black humor kind of thing. Like I said, I don't want to get into spoilers about the film. But it certainly wasn't what I expected. I mean, I had read that it was a black comedy, but it very much is very humorous. And one of the reviews I read before I picked up the movie was that it was hard to think of it as an evil film because it has a lot of genuine heart in it. Even though it deals with Satanists and heavy metal and... Uh, contacting the devil and stopping the antichrist and it does actually have some heart there's some genuine friendships that are formed in this movie and uh, as they try and help each other achieve this goal for their own reasons it's it's sweet honestly never really seen a movie like this now there's some definitely if you are um, offended especially by religious things maybe not taken uh, very seriously or turned upside down, you will probably be offended by this movie. But there's not a lot of that. I mean, just kind of the whole idea of the whole thing, a priest is going to sin as much as he can to find the devil, you know. And a priest getting killed by a giant cross in the opening scene, that, if that didn't tell you anything. I will get into a little spoilers at the end of review, because um, there's something I want to talk about. It's just kind of cool. But you don't need to know if you're going to watch the movie. And like I said... If you have watched recent horror movies and weren't offended by them, you probably wouldn't be offended by this one. It's tame by today's standards, except for a few things that are just blatantly calling out the church or blatantly calling out the devil or whatever. Um, other than that, it's it's really not that controversial by today's standards other than a couple of scenes. Much like Blazing Saddles, a movie like this couldn't get made today, because too many people would complain about being offended by it. But going back and watching a movie from 1995, which is now, you know, 25, 27 years old now, it's, it has, a, you know, a time capsule quality to it. So speaking of the Severin Films 4K, it looks great for a movie of its age and the fact that it cost a million dollars to make. There's some scenes that really look 4K spectacular. Um... It's got nice HDR. The colors are very realistic. There's some deep reds in the blood and some of the church things, the the carpets and the drapes and things like that, some of the costumes. 
There are a lot of graffiti-covered walls in Madrid, I guess, and they're done in really bright colors, yellows, blues, greens, reds, pinks, you name it, coral, (laughs) and those kind of jump out of the screen. I noticed the difference when I watched some of the extras. All the extras are on the Blu-ray that comes in the set and compared some of the scenes in those extras when they interview the director and such. And then you watch the 4K and you remember those scenes they're bright, they're clear, the, the, the colors really pop as, as opposed to just the Blu-ray, they're kind of dull. Uh, I watched it in 5.1 surround in Spanish with English subtitles. Uh, I don't speak Spanish very well, um, but it was easy to understand. The subtitles were great. The 5.1 mix was great. It sounds a little dated, um, but the music sounded great. In some of the extras, it turns out he wanted to get, like, he's got a favorite song by Ministry he wanted to put in the movie, but he couldn't afford it. There was a soundtrack released in a few countries back in the day that had some pretty popular bands on it, actually. So, yeah, for a 4K, it's got a high bit rate. Um, HDR popped on my HDR light. I didn't see my Dolby Vision light, though. Um... Like I said, just a 5.1 mix. I didn't. There's an English dub in, in two-channel stereo. There's also a two-channel um, Spanish mix. I didn't listen to that. I just did the 5.1, which was fine. So it looks great, sounds great. It's got a lot of extras. There is a movie-length documentary on the Blu-ray I didn't watch. But there's about a half-an-hour documentary uh, interview with the director. That was good. There's an interview with the lead actor who's no longer with us. That was pretty good. Um, and there are some other scenes. They talk to the cinematographer. They talk to, uh, I believe, some of the special effects. As it was the the first movie with digital effects, the first Spanish movie with digital effects in 1995. I was pretty impressed with it, actually. I didn't know what to expect. I, I got it um, HamiltonBook.com. This was one of my first orders. I've had this movie for a few weeks. Um, I noticed it because when I was looking for other things... You know, I, I told you I discovered the, the Hamilton book through an ad on Facebook. Uh, it was a, getting the first season of 12 Monkeys for a dollar. That's what That was the, the thing that pulled me into their site. But I've, I've made, you know, three or four orders since then. Some books, some movies. I haven't gotten any CDs yet, but they do have some of those too. So anyway, they do carry a handful, about 60, 65 4Ks, and some of them are less than like Amazon and Best Buy. And when they mark them down on sale, they're even cheaper. This was marked down in 1999. This is a $45 boutique 4K release. I was not going to pay $45 for a movie I've never seen. But under 20 bucks? Mm. If Guillermo del Toro says it's one of the best. And you know what? I'm glad I have it in the collection. This is one of those movies that not everybody's seen, few people have heard of. It's... A little shocking, but it's surprisingly sweet and well-made. The guy went on to make a lot of other movies. The, the, there's, a, there's an actress in the movie who right after this was in an Academy Award-winning film. She was just getting started and was basically a body in this movie. There's a lot of things that came together to make this movie happen, and, and everybody went on to bigger and better things after. But he makes a point, the director makes a point, like um, Toby Hooper. He made Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he made much better movies later, but he never got as popular as he did with that first movie. He said he's made much better movies, but 
he crossed some boundaries and and there were there were some consequences to making a movie like this especially in a conservative you know country but it's not that bad by today's standards it was kind of sweet and the ending is just well you know it is how it should be so if you get a chance to watch it rent it stream it or pick it up on sale uh, the day of the beast actually is kind of a classic um in its own way i've never really seen a movie like it So I'm going to get in some spoilers now. You can tune out. Thank you for listening. So to get in some spoilers, they do eventually find where uh, the Antichrist will be born. And they go, and the devil's there. (laughs) So they used mostly an actor on stilts, in stilts that made it look like his legs kind of bent backwards because he kind of looked like a goat. And they use some digital effects, but there actually was a guy there. So it doesn't look very fake, considering. So in the end, there was something going on in Madrid at the time, or in in Spain at the time, where it was clean up Madrid. And and groups of the, they appeared to be rich preppy people, would go out and beat up homeless people and spray paint clean up Madrid on the walls, and they've even set somebody on fire. So, uh, uh, an elderly homeless person. So the director decided to put that in the movie, and it kind of, you know, it kind of, it makes the the movie not just a time capsule of the time, but also he says, some of these hate groups are coming back now. So this movie is now kind of timeless. He, He has a point. But, that slice of reality, I don't know. Like I said, this was one of the weirdest movies I've watched because it's kind of sweet and it's very funny. But then you have these 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 horrific moments that are almost real and tangible. Why is a strange film, but a classic film? So at the very, very end, this this group of people just shoot everybody up. And they, they happen to shoot up the homeless people who had the, the Antichrist kid. And the, and the priest, our main character, goes to see, you know, make sure that, that he's dead. And he, and he pulls back the cardboard, and there is a, there's a dead baby there. You don't see much. It's kind of a, obviously a doll with some ketchup on it or whatever. And it's a, it's a quick shot. But then the devil comes up behind him, and, and shocked, he turns around and shoots the devil. So the movie ends with them kind of, they've grown out their beards, and they're kind of undercover as homeless people, and they're sitting on a park bench talking about the fact that it's crazy that they can't tell anybody about what happened, tell anybody that they saved the world. And the priest goes, well, nobody would believe us anyway. <laughs> and they walk off. The other character just misses the heavy metal guy, who I didn't talk about a whole lot. I'll, I'll let that all be a nice surprise in the film. If you're into heavy metal music, it, it, it's funny how they treat it with respect. I like that. Um, the priest goes to look for Satanists through heavy metal music because he, you know, he finds flyers for heavy metal bands and it all looks evil and the album covers and all that. So he puts two and two together and goes, maybe these people know how to get in touch. And he also involves a TV host who's an occult researcher. And so this ragtag group of people try and stop the apocalypse. What an interesting movie The Day of the Beast is. Pick it up on 4K. I would highly recommend it. It's the best the movie's probably ever looked or sounded. I can't wait to watch the feature-length documentary on the making of it. Now the more I talk about it, it's like, 
I literally just finished the movie and sat down to do the podcast. But as I'm sitting here talking about it, it's like, you know what? I'm going to watch that movie again. It, when you watch a movie like this, especially something that's been built up so much, you know, you're expecting the other shoe to drop at any moment. You're expecting something horrific to happen. And then the movie ends and you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But then you want to go back and watch it again because you want to watch it not having to expect things, not having to look at every what's coming around the corner moment and just enjoy it for the movie it is. Now that you kind of know what kind of movie it is, I think I'll get more out of it the second time. It is a black comedy with heart, with very satanic and disturbing imagery in it. <laughs> it's perfect for Halloween, I guess. Um, I can see this would be a cult film in a country, you know, in a Spanish-speaking country. Probably didn't, why it never got here, because, I don't know, maybe there wasn't a good dub of it. Foreign movies don't do well over here. I'm surprised I missed this for so long. Probably because it was hard to get a good copy. But Severin Films, they've released several of these kind of movies, um, a lot of which I've never seen. So as I can find them cheaply, I'll pick them up and do reviews of them. These are kind of cult classics to a certain extent, but this was a surprisingly well-made film from Alex de la Iglesia, The Day of the Beast, 1995, Spanish-Italian production. I think it, I read it was 80%, 20%. I don't know how that works with foreign countries, but uh, in the making of, they said they had to have an Italian actor in as one of the main actors, and it was the TV host, um, to get the funding. I thought that was strange. Anyway. Day of the Beast is now available. It's been out on uh, 4K and Blu-ray for the last few years. It's still available now. Catch it before it goes out of print. It's definitely not your average black comedy horror film. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to this review. My links are below. Have a spectacular day. Mm -hmm.